somebody in your life for you to love, you just love all about them. Give them all the love that they can take because God is giving you his love. Let's give God some more praise. I want to talk about the streets are talking. The streets are talking. You know, on last week, we talked about the streets don't love nobody. If you've ever been out in the street, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The streets have been erroneously glorified for decades. Always making us feel like we're missing something if we ain't running. Running the streets does not draw us closer to the Lord, but as a matter of fact, it pushes us further away from him. I remember on last week we touched and agreed that it is easier to stay out of a situation than it is to get out of a situation. And as children of God, we need to learn how to slow down and give things more forethought. I'm going to say it again. We need to slow down. As young folks say, pump your brakes. And give things more forethought. You remember, we talked about the story about the youngest son who left his father's house and didn't put any, uh, didn't put a lot of thought into leaving before he left. He had his whole bank account in his pocket and he was ready to kick it. But one thing that we discovered together is that the youngest son didn't start to think until he went from the penthouse to the pig house. He didn't give any thought to what tomorrow was going to bring. We must think as children of God before acting and reacting. Amen. Amen. We are God's blessed people. Amen. I want to add two more points to the topic today. I want you to know that the streets are talking. And they are saying some things. I got two points that I want to bring up. I'm going to hit it and I'm going to quit it. Point number one. The streets are talking because when people see a change in us, they will start talking about us. When people start to talk, a separation is coming. It may not be for weeks. It may not be for months. But I want you to get ready because a separation is on its way. A separation is coming because we are making some necessary changes in our own lives. When we change, People must adjust. Some people are used to us making adjustments based upon them. But now that we are executing our clear vision 2020. Now that we have an executable plan and we're on our way and we're moving in the right direction. When others see the need to adjust to our changes, some of them ain't going to accept them. For some people, 
when they figure out that they no longer have the power of influence in our lives, they will talk about us, start acting funny. You know about funny acting folk. And they will eventually walk out on us. And the thing about it is, it may surprise us when we find out who is actually throwing shade our way on the low. People who run the streets don't have as much fun hanging out with people who are running for Jesus. I got to say that again. Somebody just woke up. Who running? Let me say it again. People who run the streets. They don't have as much fun hanging out with people who are running for Jesus. Again, I have to continue to say this. Our change is not a New Year's resolution. But our change is for us to become a better us. We're trying to do some things that are going to make us better husbands, better wives, better parents, better children, just better people in general, better Christians. We're making these changes because they are necessary. But I need you to understand something. When you make a change, so does Satan. He's going to try a different path in your life. Amen. Amen. Don't be shocked when your pool of friends begin to dwindle. Mm-hmm. Amen. Don't allow the fact that people are walking out of your life. Don't allow that to discourage you. I need you to learn how to keep it moving and don't look back. Now, look, let me just take a little commercial break. You've heard me say this before. I'm going to say it again because some people didn't understand it the first time I said it. Some blessings hurt. There are certain blessings that God will give us. But we're going to have to be able to deal with the aftermath. Some blessings that God will give us will leave some voids in our lives. But we have to take the initiative to fill all of those voids with Jesus. Every day we wake up is a blessing from the Lord. Even though we may wake up with some aches and some pains and we may wake up not feeling well, but we still have to give God the glory because if it wasn't for him, there would be no getting up. Anybody who God wants to be in our lives or to stay in our lives They will be there. Are y'all understanding this? In order for us to make the right changes in our lives, we have to stop running behind folk. Because when you run behind folk, you don't know where you're running to. I wish I had a witness up in here. If we chase anybody, we better start chasing behind the Lord. But the changes that we're making, we're not making these changes to look good in front of other people. We're not making these changes because uh, we just want to uh, make ourselves appear to be better than who we are or somebody that we're not. We're making these changes because we're sick and tired of being sick and tired of not being who God called us to be. I need you to know this, Lansing. Anybody who treats us like we are an option. 
We don't need to be hanging around them anyway. How am I going to treat you like you are a priority, but you treat me like I'm just an option? I got to have more love for myself than to be hanging around folk who ain't add nothing to me. Some of us, we haven't ran into people who add to us, and we don't even think that those people exist. But we need to start hanging around people who have positive conversation. Amen. Positive things to add to our lives. Amen. What is the point in hanging around somebody who always has something negative to say? Amen. I heard a cliche one day said, I can do bad all by myself. Look like you heard it too. I want to go in the Bible just a little bit. I want us to talk about some things. Because as we continue to change, it can get discouraging. When we start changing, it may appear that we are the only ones trying to live for God. But I want you to look at something in the Bible. God knew how this thing was going to uh, uh, end up. He knew how people were and how people were going to be. God knew exactly what to allow to be on the pages of inspiration. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Peter. And 1 Peter is before what? Second Peter. Okay, y'all learning the books. First Peter, chapter number four. Dion, you there? Yes. And verse number four. First Peter four and four. Now I want us to look at this together. First Peter four and four. The Bible says what? In regard to these. In regards to these. They think it's strange. People would think it's strange. That you do not run with them. That you do not run with them. In the same flood of dissipation. Keep going. Speaking evil of you. When people find out that you are not running in their circle anymore. When people find out that you ain't about that life no more. Mm -hmm. They going to start talking about you. That's right. That's right. Do y'all see this? Yep. Now the Bible says. In regards to these. They think. First thing I want to know. Who are they? <laughs> they are the unbelievers. They are the haters in your life. Now I need you to understand something about a hater. Haters ain't all bad. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking about having a holiday called Hug a Hater. Because haters need love too. But some haters are not in our lives to destroy us. They're there to keep us on our square. If you don't have any haters, you may be your own worst hater. I got so many haters, I can let you borrow some. And I still have some to hate on me. You know, there was a song that said, lean on me. We should change the word to hate on me when you're not strong. Because folk always want to hate on you. Now here's the question. Why do we let that bother us? We are children of God. God has brought us a mighty long way. Why should we sit up at night, waste our time, can't focus on our job, can't get things right? We hollering at the dog, we're slapping the kids, we ain't good to our spouse, all because somebody 
waiting on us. If we can't take people talking about us, what type of Christians are we really? People will hate on you because they have a challenging time accepting the fact that you no longer think like they think. That you no longer value the things that they value. So they will talk about your new and different way of thinking. You may hear things like, you spend too much time at that church. So I guess you are holier than thou now. That preacher over there, with all those curls and waves in his head. I had to throw that in there. He's brainwashing you. You ought to follow him home to see how he lives. I need you to understand something. It doesn't matter what people think. It's all about the Lord. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what people think. It's all about God. But the question is, can you still change? Can you still be who God wants you to be? Can you still execute on your plan, your vision that you had for 2020? Can you still execute knowing that folk are walking out of your life? And these are some of the people who you thought you were straight cool with. Some people believe they're losing friends. You ain't losing no friends. You're losing imposters. I got a homie call them frenemies. You're losing people who call themselves your friends. But deep down inside, they're your enemies. I want you to look at a verse in the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 4. Just go down one verse. Now, I told you earlier that people are not the ones that we should be concerned with. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because, especially for those of us who are just trying to get our lives on track. Those of us who are just really trying Jesus for the first time. Let me talk about this just for 35 seconds. Do you know that you could be in church for 30 years and never really try Jesus? When I say try Jesus, I'm not just talking about raising your hand saying hallelujah. I'm not just talking about saying I love to praise his name. I'm talking about waiting on your change to come. I'm talking about waiting on the Lord to show up. I'm talking about when nobody else is there with you, you still have the same faith in the same God that you've been serving all the time because you put all of your trust in Jesus. Many of us don't even know what it feels like to trust God with everything. So here we are executing our plan. Trying to be the best us that we can possibly be. But there's some fine writing on that contract. To let us know that when we start to change, the devil is going to change it up a little bit too. He's going to send people your way that you maybe never even talked to. And then some of the people that's in your circle who you think down for you like a Cadillac on four flats. You think these people are down, but what you're going to realize is they never did really like you in the first place. I need you to get out of your feelings and get into Jesus. Let me say that one more time. I need you to get out of your feelings and to get into Jesus because nobody down here has a heaven or hell to put you in. Now I want to show you something. I love Bible study because we can read it because we're intelligent 
individuals. I want to show you why it shouldn't matter. I know it hurts. I know sometimes it's hard to stomach. But if you have to cry, go in your closet and cry. Don't let folks see you crying. If somebody tell you that they're leaving your life, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. They think you're a dog. They think this. They think that. They talk about your house. They talk about your car. They talk about your job. They talk about your shoes. They talk about your clothes. Let them talk. You don't have to be involved with that because you are a child of God. You are changing. You don't have to get involved with that nonsense. Now, I'm going to show you something. Are you looking? Watch this. Go down to verse number five. The Bible says, they will give an account to who? Him. Doesn't matter what you think about me. I got to keep moving, not for you, but for myself. Because I got to give account to God. You call me a Jesus freak? Well, you a freak for the person you dating. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I know they know. We get saved on Sundays. Some of us are doing so much for folk. This ain't in my lesson, but I feel like talking about it. We doing too much for folk. We treating folk like we are married to them. Catering to individuals. And they got us off our square. And we get upset when they call us a Jesus freak. I'd rather be a freak for Jesus than anybody else any other day. Amen, amen, amen. My point in what I'm saying is this. Nobody is going to do us like Jesus. And as soon as we start to change, somebody is going to come into our lives to try to tear us down because that, that's just the law of average. That's how the world is. But I need you to understand, the Bible says that they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. People who talk about you, this is not just about us being right. They're supposed to be trying to be right too because they are going to have to give account to God for what they are doing. Think about it. You may not see it now. But there is coming a day. A day is coming that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I want to encourage those who are really trying to make a change in their lives to don't get discouraged when people start talking about you. Some folk are jealous of you, not because of your money, not because of your house, but because of the spirit that you have within you. They can't stand your change. People want to put you in a box and want you to stay there. There's some folk right now, they are surprised when they look at YouTube and see that I got out of that box that they put me in a long time ago. I tore that box up and ripped it up. I live in a crib now. You may come knocking looking for me, you won't find me because I ain't there no more. When we allow people to come into our lives to paralyze us, they would do just that paralyze us some of us we can't get up we can't sleep we can't wake up we can't do nothing because of what people think about us get out of your feelings Amen. Amen. if they don't talk about you who they gonna talk about they ain't gonna talk about the one who don't know Jesus because they just may get stole on y'all ain't listening to me today people want to talk about folk who love the Lord they want to talk about individuals who are trying to make some positive changes in their lives. I'm not a punk because I don't run with you. 
You know, it's another thing. You know, young guys, you know, you know, one of the things that I never did when I was young, I did a lot of stuff, but one of the things that I never did was ran with other cats all the time. Some guys run 10 deep in a car that only sits four people. <laughs> you don't need to impress your friends. And I'm talking to young ladies too, because some times have changed. You don't need to impress nobody. You don't need to be who people want you to be. You be who God called you to be. And if that means that I got to separate myself from you, adios amigos. But sometimes we can't leave people or we can't let people leave us because we feel like we need them. I told you earlier that God will put the right people in your life who he knows need to be in your life. If folk leave your life, let them walk out, lock the door, and don't you look back. There was a scripture in Matthew chapter number 10. Just go over there really fast. We halfway through, Dion. You're doing good. Matthew chapter number 10. I think it's around the 28th verse. Now, this is a cold-blooded scripture. And it's more powerful than what I'm actually talking about today. It's just a part of what I'm talking about today. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 28, it says what? And do not fear. Jesus says, do not fear. Those who kill the body. Those who kill the body. But cannot kill the soul. But cannot kill the soul. Keep going. But rather fear him. But rather fear him. Who is able. Who is able. To destroy both soul and body in hell. You don't have to bow down to nobody. Amen. Amen. Do y'all understand this? Yes, sir. The Bible is letting us know we don't have to just take what people say to us or just take what people try to do to us. And let me tell you what I mean by take it. Meaning that we don't have to internalize it. Do you know how to take a comment without internalizing it? Let me walk around. You didn't know I was a doctor too, did you? Oh yeah, I got many hats. We got to get to the point that when people say things, it rolls off our back. If you continue to internalize, what I think about you, you may become what I think about you. Is this making sense to y'all? Jesus said, you ain't got to worry about them. If you want to spend some restless nights, some sleepless nights, if you just want to stay up and think about something, you better think about my father. Amen. Who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Amen. Too many of us are up late at night thinking about stuff that doesn't matter. Amen. Look at 1 Peter. Let's go back to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter number 4. Verse number 3. You there, Brother Dion? You know it. What does Peter say? For we have spent enough of our past lifetime. Peter said, Dion, Sean, Raph and Jeff, we have spent enough time doing what? What you doing, Dion? I see Dion flipping where there's red text. I know he ain't where I told him to be. 
Let's do the will of the Gentiles. Now look at this. He said we'll spend enough time doing the will of the Gentiles. Keep going. When we walked in lewdness. Keep going. Lust. Keep going. Drunkenness. Keep going. Revelries. Keep going. Drinking parties. Keep going. And abominable adulteries. He said you've had enough parties that you attended. Y'all ain't seeing this in the Bible. He said you've attended enough orgies. I don't know what y'all saying, UFO. <laughs> Read your Bible. That's what it means. Amen. You know, church folk really, they surprise me. <laughs> Orgies. <laughs> Who? Y'all listen, the, way, the reason why I preach like I preach, because we got freaks in the church too. <laughs> Let me keep it 100. Huh? Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some folks say, well, I ain't never attended an orgy, but I watched one. <laughs> My point is, the Bible says we have been drunk for long enough. We've kicked it long enough. That's right. Keep going, Brother Dion. In regard to these. Keep going. Now, go back up. Read it again. Because folk, folk, folk think I'm making this up. Read it again. For we have spent enough of our past life. We spent enough of our past time in doing the will of the Gentiles. Keep going. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, reveries, drinking parties, and abominable adultery. Okay, now let me stop there. You know, because I, I I gotta start winding down. Because when we start talking like this, people, uh, yeah. Okay. Let me put it like this. Some of us think, well, I'm young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just started kicking it. Now, I can understand Jeff not want to kick it no more because he's older than me. But I'm young, you know. And, 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 and probably a more better example is Ralph. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ralph, look at us. He ain't saying it, but I know. I can look in his eyes and tell. He think he young. He think we old. Sean got some new glasses on, and, but he got gray hair in his beard. <laughs> Raph ain't got no gray hair whatsoever. But so Raph may think, well, when I look at this verse and say you've kicked it long enough, the Bible's really not talking to me because I'm younger. I ain't kicked it that long. Watch this. Y'all cool with Bible study, right? I want you to go to verse number seven. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Verse number seven says what? But the end of all things. But the end of all things is at hand. Oh, this mess is about to stop. The end of all things is at hand. Keep going. Therefore. Therefore. Be serious. Be serious. And watchful in your prayer. Now, time wasted is not determined by our age. Amen. Amen. So please don't think that the verse that we read earlier is for folk who are older. But time wasted is the amount of time that we stayed away from God to please ourselves. Amen. In other words, if we stay away from God for two days, that's too long. Whew. I'm going to preach it anyhow. The reason why sometimes it's hard to accept is because this is just what God wants us to do. 
How can we be children of God if we don't follow the word of God? Amen. Amen. We're talking about changing. So change, we have to take the whole thing and change together. So in other words, when we look at time, when the Bible says that we've wasted enough time, we've, we've kicked it long enough, it's not just talking about old folk, but it's talking about young folk too. Because there is a time when all of this stuff is going to end. Amen. Amen. All of us, all of us can think back in our lives on times that we spent doing nothing when we should have been doing something more productive. Amen. Amen. The end is going to come for everyone at the same time, regardless of their age. One day, everybody will stop running the streets, either by choice or by force. But those temporal and exciting moments, those things are the things that keep us out of the favor of God. They excite us. They're temporal. But the Bible says those things are going to come to an end soon as well. But there is something else I want you to look at. Look back at verse number seven. But the end of all things is at hand. That means it's close. It's near. Look at it. Therefore, what? Be serious. And watchful in your prayers. What does that mean? We don't want to be involved with anything that's going to impact our prayer life because the end is coming soon. Do you see that, Dion? Yes. Sean, can you, can you see this? The Bible says we don't want to do anything outside of God's will. That is going to impact our prayer life because the end is coming soon. So in other words, it doesn't matter how old or young we are. We always need to make sure that we are close to God because we have to be prayerful and we have to be watchful because the end is coming soon. We don't need anything to separate our prayers from God. There's going to come a time, church. That we're going to need to talk to Jesus for real. We're going to need to talk to him about some issues that we have in our lives. And some issues we have in our lives, they're just not problems. But sometimes things come into our lives that we didn't anticipate. That we didn't want. But we're going to have to deal with those things. And we need to have our lives in such a place, in such an order. That we can go to God in prayer at any given moment. The Bible is letting us know that we need to make sure that we keep our connection from earth to heaven. We keep it connected. I got another point that I'm going to make and I'm going to get out of here. I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 4. And as you can tell, we're reading backward. I want us to read verse 1 and 2, but just read them 1 and 2. Verse number 1 and 2. We got to talk about this. Verse number 1 and 2. The Bible says what? Therefore, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself, arm yourself also, also with the same mind, with the same mind. Now, let me just stop here just for a moment. I'm going to have to go ahead and I'll stay down here, I guess. I got to get close to y'all. Y'all scared me today. 
Why did I even talk about this today? How many times have you told yourself and God that you were going to change? And ended up being the same person. I'm going to show you why. It's simple. We just read it. Go to chapter 4. Look at verse number 1. Therefore, since Christ, what? Suffered. Suffered. For us. For us. But where did he suffer at? In the flesh. Many of us don't want to suffer. Because suffering hurts. So when we start to change, and when it starts hurting, we revert to who we were. But we don't have that much time. Amen. Amen. Because the time is near. Are y'all getting this? Let me say it again. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me. That's what I'm talking about early in the year. We got to stay on the wagon. We made a commitment. We said that we had clear vision in 2020. Now that we have the vision, I'm letting you know it's not going to be all peaches and cream. You may have to cry sometime by yourself. Everybody is not going to understand your story. When you start growing in Christ, you're going to realize you can't just pick up the phone and tell someone what you're crying about because some folk are going to think you're crazy. They're going to say, Sister Patricia, if, if a drink is what's making you go crazy, just get the bottle and take a squig and repent later. But you don't want to do that because you don't want to let yourself down. And you don't want to let God down. So you know what you have to do? Suffer. You got a cussing tongue. You always put your hand over your mouth after the word comes out. That's like closing the doors of the barn after the horse runs out. Do you know how hard it is to try to talk normal when you cuss all the time? Boy, I need a witness. I think I want to have a front row witness section. Thank you, my brother. I only need one witness. When you're trying to change, and, and I know sometimes we look at each other, hey, you're dealing with Brother Kenzie. I ain't about that life. I ain't about judging folk, and I ain't about folk lying. Listen, you know you cuss if you do. Quit acting like you don't cuss. What's cuss? <laughs> if you got a cussing tongue, you know what I'm talking about, and you know it's hard not to cuss when somebody step to you wrong. Don't, 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 don't step to me incorrectly. I don't respect you. Listen, I don't disrespect you. Don't you disrespect me. And then when they don't take that, 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 that one warning shot. Some of us ready to cuss somebody out as soon as we get out of here. Tell my they coming to your house for the football game. You are not coming to my house for no football game. 
this is what I'm saying. Do you know? And I'm being 100. Do you know you make bust out and cry because you can't call nobody a name? You with me, Claudia? Some folk cry, I want to call you something so bad. That's called suffering. Let me bring it closer. It's winter out time. It's winter outside right now, and it's, it's winter time. But some of us are hot. <sighs> Can y'all hear me? Some of us are hot. How do you tell yourself no relations until I get married? And everybody you meet is a knucklehead. I think I'm going to make this one a short one, Sean. I don't think this is going over too good. <laughs> Suffering is when you want to go out the door, when you already got somebody who waiting on you, and you say, I don't even call them back and tell them I ain't coming, because if I call them, they're going to convince me to show up. Doggone it. You know what? I know I ain't the only one who experienced no stuff like this. Church folks looking at me like, I ain't calling them. I ain't going. You already came from that house this morning. Suffering. That's when you want to do what you want to do, but because of God, you won't do it. Let me tell you something. Just because I'm a preacher, it doesn't mean I don't have desires. There are things that are wrong that I still think about, but I got to let God get that stuff out of my head. Because if I keep thinking about it, guess what's going to happen? If you think it, you'll do it. And some of us, we don't just think about the sin. We act it out in our mind. And we're always Stella. The point I want to bring to you today is if you are a child of God and you're really trying to change, you can't be afraid to experience the difference. You're going to have to suffer some. Those of us who are children of God, we are suffering right now. We got some stuff that we are holding on to in our lives that we don't want to let go. But we have to. But to let go of it, we we have to suffer. Amen. Amen. I don't want to cry when I don't want to cry. But when you are a child of God, let me tell you something. You're going to think, man, maybe I'm getting soft. You ain't getting soft. You're just being more like God wants you to believe and wants you to be and to believe that you are. I got to talk about it again before I let you go because some of you, 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 you're looking at me strange. Suffer. If you're not suffering, what are you doing? You know what you're doing? You're setting yourself up to repeat the same cycle that you said you wanted to change. And while you're suffering, don't think that the devil is going to let you just stand out on an island by yourself. He's going to come give you company. Some of us, we can't find a mate. We can beat bushes, look on the rocks, can't find nobody to take us out. 
But as soon as we start being celibate, we see everybody. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Mm -hmm. Amen. I ain't even got to talk about celibacy. Let's talk about this. I think I can go here. Jeff, can I go there? He said, go ahead. <laughs> Some of us married have to suffer. And I ain't talking about because of your mate. Because you want somebody else. Ooh. I'm glad they invited me to this church. It gets hot up in here. I'm keeping it 100. Some of us right now, we got somebody on our job. They are two times away from getting us to go home with them. That means if they ask tomorrow and Tuesday, Wednesday, we ain't showing up for Bible study, we're going to be at their house. See, these are real things that we deal with. What you got to understand is, see, think about it. If we were active before marriage, what makes us think we're not going to want to con continue to get what we're used to? Because sometimes when we get married, they're not giving us what we need. I need to go here. Y'all make me go here. Because y'all act like I'm crazy. I know I ain't crazy. Amen. Amen. You may have somebody who don't like poles and they don't like swinging from chandeliers, but you love it. You love the pole. You love the pole. The person in your house afraid of poles. They're afraid of heights, but that person on your job love to slide down the pole. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? You got to suffer. I wish I had a witness up in here. Amen. You got a witness. Amen. Suffering. Amen. Whatever your vice is, you got to suffer. That's what I want you to know today. It's not going to be easy. You can't just make a plan and think it's going to happen. You got to put it in progress. You got to pray to God. You got to continue to come to worship. You got to pray again. You got to pray again. You got to get on your knees. You got to cry out to God. And you got to stop sharing your and your weaknesses. Amen. Amen. But some of us, our suffering is not so much because we're caught up in sin. It's because we're caught up in worry. Our blood pressure is elevated not because we have high blood pressure. It's because we can't take it down a notch. Everything worries us. Do you know you have to suffer? If you are a worrier, you have to suffer not to worry. You have to convince yourself. You have to talk to God that, hey, I am a child of God. I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm not going to let it destroy me. I'm going to just keep moving. You have to continue to convince yourself. Why? Because you're going to get yourself in the same rut. And some people know there are certain things that make you snap. They know what your trigger points are. So before you know it, they've called you up and got you worrying. Or it could be something that... We have to internalize ourselves that has us worrying. But God did not put us here to be warriors. He put us here to be faithful creatures. Look at verse number four again. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, 
arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. It doesn't mean that you're never going to do anything wrong. But what the saying is, when you're suffering, you're not practicing sin. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. Sharon, does this make sense to you? See, I can't practice sin when I'm suffering. I'm going to do one or the other. Sister Newsom, if I'm practicing, I ain't suffering. What makes me say yes when I should be saying no? Because I don't want to feel the difference. I don't want to experience the difference. I don't want to experience the difference of not getting what I always got. So I got to tell myself no. But you know what we'll do? We'll leave the phone on. And allow somebody to call us and convince us to go somewhere or do something that we said that we were going to stop. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we'll do things so folk won't talk about us. I'm asking you today, are you willing to suffer? Because if you're not willing to suffer, you're not going to change. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. Man, this is, some, this, is, this is some real stuff here. It is. It is. What is it that you said that you wanted to change this year that you need God's help with? Well, you're going to have to suffer through it. And I'm going to tell you something. The thing that you, it's just like this. Sister Keller is like this. If you said that you wanted to give up chocolate cake because you know that the doctor told you you shouldn't be eating chocolate cake, everywhere you go, all the receptions, repass, everything. You know what you're going to see? Chocolate cake. And look like the chocolate cake is going to have a finger saying. But if you know you don't need it, you know what you're going to have to do? Suffer. Somebody even may bring a piece of cake. Just being nice. Oh, here's some cake for you. And lo and behold, it ain't a pound cake. It's chocolate. Church, I wanted to bring this to you because when we start changing, things start happening, the devil start talking, we start getting weary, we start losing faith. See, suffering is not designed to decrease our faith. Suffering is designed to increase and to build our faith. Because when I suffer, I'm depending upon God. Amen. But when I'm not suffering, you know who I'm depending upon? Me. Amen. Say it, brother. Oh, sometimes we got to lock ourselves up, Sean. Lock ourselves up in the crib. I can't go out. I can't go to the party. You know, some of us, you know, we're trying to stop drinking. We've been getting time one on. We, and, 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 and some of us, you know, we, 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 we trying to stop going to the boat. Oh, y'all don't go to the boat, do y'all? They still do that? No comment. Now listen now. Now listen. I'm not condoning the boat. But if you do win some money. <laughs> don't forget the builder fund. But listen, I'm almost done. But here's the thing. If you have a gambling issue, not even a problem, but an issue. Even if they are giving away crab legs at the boat. You can't go. You got to go to a restaurant and pay for them. Because if you go to buy, if you go to get free crab legs from the boat, you're going to find yourself at somebody's slot machine or blackjack table. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. I wish somebody knew what I was talking about today. Folk like, blackjack? What's blackjack? (laughs) Suffering. I need you to know, church, this is what we're talking about today. 
This is the subject. The streets are talking. They're talking because they see a change in you. But don't let the way they feel about you change what you're doing for yourself and for God. You got to keep moving. Are you a changed person? You think you better than everybody. Don't listen to that. You have a clear vision. You are trying to better yourself for yourself and for God. But in order to do that, you're going to have to suffer. Amen. Amen. There's some people you're planning to get married. You got to stop messing around now. Don't fault me because y'all got a real preacher. See, I want to equip you with the real stuff. When I teach my son, I teach him the real deal. I don't talk to him like he's just a little kid. Because you know why? Because when Lil Jumba, when Lil Jumba get him in the street, they going to talk like grown folk. So I got to talk to him like a grown person to let you know. Listen, if you are about to get married, you got to stop messing around now. You can't wait until you say, I do. And still got two chicks. Y'all ain't understanding this. We can be getting some things that we want. But if we're not getting those things the way we want them, then we want to go back to where we were. Let me ask y'all a question, because, you, you know, y'all, y'all bother me today. Listen to this. Have you ever had a mate? Not a spouse, but a mate. Somebody you was just kicking with. And y'all broke up. And you hadn't seen them in a couple of years. And when you saw them, they was all cleaned up, smelling good, looking good. And they made you forget how crazy they were. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? You reflect on the good times that y'all had, but you forgot how they broke your windows out and slashed your tires and keyed your car. You got to suffer. Leave those people alone. your thing is we all got a thing whatever your thing is if you want to change you must suffer and what does suffering mean I'm not going to give up what I got to go back to that I got Jesus now and I can't give him up but I want you to know it's difficult it's challenging because The flesh wants what the flesh wants. I got to get out of here. The Bible says, For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. If I'm suffering and meditating on Jesus, I'm not thinking about sinning as much. Because my mind is occupied with the Lord. So today, As we continue to embrace our change in 2020, we have to make the decision to be a Christian or a quitter. Christians Christians aren't quitters. 
and quitters aren't Christians. I want to run something by you, then the lesson is yours. This is going to be a free charge. You don't have to pay me for this. You remember how Joseph was sold out by his family. And you remember how he was put in a pit. We concluded that that pit was a blessing to Joseph. Not only because it didn't have any water in it, but because it was also used as a way to protect him from things that he was even unaware of. Some of us may feel like we are in a pit today. But I want to encourage you to not let your pit turn into a prison. If you are in the pit today, don't turn your pit into a prison. But allow your faith to turn your pit into a place of peace. Sometimes we are held back against our will for our own good. The pit should be our thinking and thanking time. We need to think about what we are doing and what we will do. While thanking God for what he has done and what he will do. Amen. Amen. I want to repeat something I just said because I'm sure half of the folk may not have understood it. Sometimes we are held back for our own good. Sometimes we are held back by God for our own good. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we think that things that we're going through, they are really bad things. But what's happening is God is allowing things to happen so that we can move our mind and shift our mind from these things to him. Amen. He's holding us back from things that we have no business involving ourselves with. It's all called suffering. I don't want you to look at your neighbor. Because I'm going to make them say it too. I want you to close your eyes right now. I want you to say three words. I, I need, need four words to, to suffer. suffer. Let's say it again. Need, need to, to suffer. suffer. Say it one more time. I, I need, need to, to suffer. suffer. When you close your eyes, you know where a lot of your suffering is going to have to be. You know what you're going to have to suffer about. Amen. But what you have to realize is in order for us to make the necessary changes in our lives, we're going to have to suffer as children of God. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. It doesn't mean that God is not hearing our prayer. It means that God is preparing us for the change to come. But you're going to have to suffer. So some disappointing times are going to come. Some haters are going to be shot your way. People are going to say things that's going to break your heart. Some folk that you thought were cool with you are going to walk out of your life. But don't let none of that discourage you. You have to suffer. And let me tell you something. Young, beautiful women. I don't know what you're doing. Don't care what you're doing. Ain't my business what you're doing. But if you land up with some dude, cut that dude off. If you are not married, cut him off. 
Now, cutting him off may make him quit you. But you're going to have to suffer. Somebody say, he ain't preaching, he meddling. Let me walk around. I'm done. I'm done. You got to suffer. Listen, if somebody want to get with me and they want to take my Jesus away from me, I got to make a choice. Am I going to suffer or am I going to get with them? Now think about it. Most people, or a lot of people, get with folk that they're going to eventually not be with in the first place. If a person can't take your change, then you take your change and you keep it moving. you got to suffer. What does suffering look like? It looks like you wanting something that is right there at your access, but you can't have it. The streets are talking. Folk talking about you, making you feel bad. That's not a part of your journey. If you're here today and you still can breathe, I need you to think about what I'm talking about. It's suffering. Gwen, you got it. What about you, Diane? You got it? And you know what? You know, these are some of my... Uh, seasoned sisters that I love a lot. Uh, n- not a lot of season, a little season, a little season. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something because I see some people as we go. Diane, at your age today, do you still have to suffer? Now she's older than you. What about you? Do you still have to? Now I'm gonna go to some people who are older than you as well. Before I, wow. Do you have to suffer, sister? Do y'all get this? It's not an age thing. I don't care if you're eight or 80, you're gonna have to suffer if you want that change. That's what we're talking about. I gotta suffer. If I can have, if I can have things the way I want them, if I can modify, if I could just take the Bible and modify it. Not the whole book. Just a couple of verses, not even pages. But guess what? The Bible was not put here for me to change it. It was put here to change me. I got to suffer. We all got to suffer. If you're here today and you know things are changing, the, the dynamics of things are changing in your life, the dynamics of things are not coming together, it seems like, yeah, there may be some things that's happening. And, 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 and believe me, when you try to work for God, you know, your washing machine, it may stop and your drying going to blow right and the heater look like it ain't doing right. You know, stuff change when you try to work for God. But don't let that stuff get you sidetracked. It was going to break down anyhow. And you never know. Now may be the best time for the breakdown. Maybe more deals coming and God may bless you with more money. You just never know how things come. But don't get discouraged. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to tell you today, church, 
Yeah, people are going to talk. Folk going to say all kind of stuff. They going to, you know, and some folk, some folk, so you know what, Charles? Some folk want to remind you every time they see you of who you used to be. They're not going to accept your change, Charles. They're going to ask you where you just come from, church. I don't know why you at church, folks. You ain't nothing but a phony and a fake anyway. But see, Charles, they don't understand the relationship that you have built with God. You don't have to explain nothing to nobody. I wasted so much time in my life trying to get people to see things the way I see them. If you can't see, don't look. It's about what you know you got to do. Some folk would never receive your change and accept it. But guess what? You're not changing for them. You're changing for God. You're changing for yourself. This is what I want today. If you are a child of God and you're in the body of Christ and you know you are still working on some things and you still need to make some changes and suffering is a problem to you, stand up. Just stand up right where you are. Just stand up right where you are. You ain't got to tell people what you're going through. Just stand up right where you are because God sees you and we're going to ask God to pray for us because this is real. This is real stuff. Suffering is real and it doesn't start and stop at church. You got to go home with this. You got to deal with this. It's a part of your life. If you're not a child of God and you know you need to be baptized, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and be buried in the watery grave of baptism. Come on down to get baptized. Suffering is for Christians only. Do you hear me? Did you hear that, Dion? See, the world ain't going to suffer because they're doing what they want to do. Suffering is for Christians. Now, that kind of sounds crazy a little bit, Sean. How are you telling me I'm a child of God, he loves me, and I got to suffer? That's why you got to suffer. Because you are a child of God. And Jesus suffered for us. Amen. The Bible told you in that verse, he let you know, you ain't doing nothing Jesus didn't do for you. Amen. You got to suffer. Amen. Now, this is what I want you to do before we start singing the song of it. Who, who's singing? Stop making your way. Stop making your way. He looked pretty good today. Look at, it, look at the combination he got. He looked all right today. Come on down. Listen, I want you to do something real quick. Look to your left. Look to your right. Do you see how many people standing? You see that? You know what that means? That means this is real. You ain't the only one going through this. I'm not the only one going through this. We can find strength from one another. I'm like, well, shoot. Sister Keller, she got to suffer too. It ain't like you can kick it and I can't. If we want to go to the same place, Ed, guess what? You got to suffer too. It's not like God just have a black cloud over my life and I got to just do everything. No, we all got to suffer. The street's talking. They want you back. And they saying you acting funny. You know why? Because you're changing. If you know you're changing. And look here. For those of us who already done fell off the wagon, wipe your knees and get your little self right back up on that wagon. Come on, we got a plan. We got an actionable plan that we committed together to do. Get back on the wagon. People say,